From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home. Come on in. Take off your coat. Set a spell. Warm yourself by the electronic bonfire. We are uh, in the midst of a, a little hangout here on the uh, Conspiracy Show, and I wanted to thank uh, the good people at uh, the uh, the Google or the uh, the Hangout Helper dot com. The Hangout Helper dot com. They are uh, ably uh, assisting and aiding us uh, tonight at this uh, hangout uh, going. And if you want to join the uh, the hangout or watch the YouTube stream, all you need to go, all you need to do is go to my Twitter feed at Richard Serrett, and we've got the link right there. Just click on the YouTube link, and you'll be able to watch uh, the program. Now, uh, I'm just about to introduce my next guest, and I know she's on the Hangout, but we also need her on the phone. I th- that We sort of neglected to mention that to her. So, Patty, if you're listening, and I think you are, I see you there on the video, we also need you on the phone at the same time, so that we can get you on the radio in addition to the Hangout. And you're probably rolling your eyes now and saying, what? Why didn't you tell me that? Uh, so, do we... Um, we can. I've got a few minutes here to fill, and then we'll get Patty on the phone. And uh, I say Patty, Patty Greer, uh, whom I met down in Phoenix, I guess about two years ago, at the, uh, the UFO Congress, the World UFO Congress, which they hold in... Uh, I guess north of Phoenix, every year. It's one of the big UFO conferences in the world. It's a, it's a terrific um, a terrific conference. And uh, I met Patty there, and she is an incredible ball of energy, let me tell you. And we were talking about her research into crop circles. And the entire... We, I was uh, interviewing her for an episode of my television show, The Conspiracy Show. And uh, the enti- we had to stop tape like every three minutes because of these, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's true, black helicopters. They were just buzzing us the entire time. So we had to talk in like two-minute intervals, stop tape and then wait. You know, then the helicopters would come around again. <laughs> we'd talk some more and uh, then we'd have to stop tape because the helicopters would come in, buzz us. Uh, very odd. I know that sounds like a cliche. Yes, we're at a UFO conference and uh, we're being buzzed by black helicopters, but I I wouldn't have believed it unless I saw it and experienced it for myself. Uh, anyway, that that time I spent with Patty down in Phoenix stuck with me, and um, when I decided to uh, put on this uh, conference, follow the truth, the conspiracy show summit, I thought, now who am I going to invite to speak? And Patty came to me immediately. I just thought, she's such a, uh, an energetic and passionate person. And uh, if there if there is anyone living or dead that's been set foot in more crop circles, I don't know. I don't know of them. Uh, she's an indefe- uh, independent filmmaker, as I say, a crop circle researcher. And uh, she will be uh, live on stage in Oshawa on Sunday, November the 16th at the Regent Theatre. She's one of the hardest working crop circle filmmakers today. And uh, she's the filmmaker who discovered a band of coded communication. 
between two balls of light just before they produce a crop circle in mere seconds. And this incredible discovery was caught on film. And she's going to tell us about that. And she's remained enthralled with the uh, the crop circle uh, phenomenon since 2006. She returned to England in the summers of 2007, 2008, 10, 2011, and 14. And after an out-of-body experience in the center of an English crop circle in 2007, she produced, get this, six full-feature crop circle movies in record time. Creating movies had never even crossed her mind, and these movies happened quickly, with no previous interest or experience in filmmaking or training whatsoever. The information came through dreams and telepathic communications. It's a great pleasure to welcome back to The Conspiracy Show, Patty Greer. Hey, Patty, how are you? Patty, can you hear me? There you are. Hey, Patty. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I was, uh, just before you joined us, I was uh, uh, talking about our experience. We were taping an episode of my TV show down in Phoenix at the UFO Congress. You remember this? And we were being constantly buzzed by those black helicopters. Oh, I think we had five interruptions. At least, yes. You had to talk like in, in two-minute spurts, then we had to stop tape and start over. Is that Was that a unique experience, or have you been buzzed by the black helicopters before? You know, when I was filming Patricia Corey in a crop circle in Wiltshire, we were buzzed ridiculously. And uh, kind of like with you, I'd point at her and say, they're here for you, and she'd say they're here for you. You know, I mean, you got to just laugh about it and invite them to come over and play. You know, they got to be just feeling so left out. What do you say to people, uh, Patty, that, uh, and I and I know that these uh, these skeptics are everywhere. They even show up at the UFO uh, uh, conferences. Uh, that these crop circles are just a bunch of you know guys walking around with boards strapped onto their boots. You know, we've been through so many eras of misinformation that it's almost hard to even talk about the human circle makers at this point. But needless to say, when the media shows up, that's the only thing they want to present. Very much like George talked uh, about before, that the media is not allowed to tell the truth or they'll lose their job. Kind of like doctors and dentists with mercury poisoning. They're not allowed to tell the truth or they'll lose their license. You know, it's just so time to move into the new paradigm where truth rules. Uh, Patty, I'm going to get you to, if I can, can you mute your computer speaker? Are you able to do that for us? We're just getting a slight echo. Can you mute your computer speaker? It is muted. Oh, okay. Is this better? Uh, well, we'll see what, what, what uh, maybe we can... Check that out during the break, but it's it's not too bad. All right, so uh, this is amazing. I mean, you are churning out, and in fact, I think you're editing another one now. How many feature films is it? Uh, six, and you're working on your seventh? Well, I've finished seven. I did one for another person, but uh, the one that I'm working on now with a Canadian television producer, this one will not be stopped from getting to the people. And it's actually the most important one because this summer... I brought in the scientific research, which completely enhanced my understanding of crop circles. And your event is going to be the first time I talk about it publicly, other than on the show tonight. 
Well, this is interesting because, I mean, you're going to, I suspect you're going to uh, ruffle some feathers because, you know, there are many people who equate crop circles with UFOs. I mean, they're, as far as they're concerned, they are one and the same. And you're coming at it from a very different, a very different perspective now. I mean, it wasn't always thus, correct? I mean, did you at one point believe that there was a, a connection between UFOs and crop circles? Oh, absolutely. My line of introduction was that crop circles were the first physical manifestation of extraterrestrial communication that humans could see. And I believed that the buzziness that I felt in the crop circles, the hair standing up on my arms and tingles head to toe, was a gift from the extraterrestrials. And it turns out <clears throat> that the top scientist, the only one that went public with scientific research, is Dr. Levengood. And he died a year ago, but his secret assistant, a woman that worked with him for the last 16 years, is someone that I spent 10 days with this summer. And the information that she gave me that they had proven scientifically that crop circles are not only real, but that they're coming out of the earth really just blew my socks off. Well, we'll get into that uh, uh, as the hour progresses. We've got uh, y you provided some uh, absolutely amazing uh, photographs. These are aerial photographs. Uh, these these are photographs that, you, that you've taken from the air of these crop circles. Yeah, the one that you have up now is my absolute favorite crop circle center, and this is one, of course, I took on the ground um, from about three feet away. This is. Proof positive to me, you know, when you realize that crop circles happen at night in three hours of darkness in the middle of summer in England, when you see detailing like this, the braided, uh, the braided, the woven, the bouquet in the center that seems to be tied, uh, the little teepees all around the center that look almost like a little village, to imagine doing this in the dark is stunning enough, but this particular crop circle that we're looking at, this is the center of one of about 65 different circles. So there are so many incredible centerpieces, all of them different, in this formation. Is this uh, in Wiltshire as well? Yeah, this is all Wiltshire, England. It's the only place I go and film. What is what is so special about the topography, the, the geography uh, of, of this part of England? Uh, that attracts so many crop circles? When we look at the scientific um, numbers of how many appear where, we find that 96 or 7% of all documented crop circles, number one, are sitting over an aquifer of water, and Wiltshire is sitting over the largest chalk aquifer in the world. The other high 90 percentile is that almost every crop circle documented is sitting over a ley line, which is a direct line between two sacred sites. And Wiltshire is laced with sacred sites. This area has Stonehenge, the Avery Stone Circle, uh, Silbury Hill, a tremendous amount of ancient locations where people have gone to uh, enjoy sacred rituals ceremonies for thousands of years. 
So it's a very high energy of spiritual um, presence. So what then is the connection between the aquifers, the ley lines, and the crop circles? I mean, how does this all all, all work? We're, we're, we're going to be going into a break shortly, but let's begin the discussion now, and we'll continue after the break. Absolutely. Well, when you have an area where people come for thousands of years to do sacred ceremony, you've got a raised frequency. You don't have a cement jungle where there's stores and traffic and honking. You have an area where the people are more druid. They're really into the land and into their Wiccan heritage, their spiritual nature. And in general, when you go over there, you can feel it. Those people are a lot more sacred living than where I'm from. All right, Patty, we'll take a time out. We'll come back and discuss crop circles, not what you think. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Crop Circle researcher and filmmaker Patty Greer is uh, with us and uh, from the wilds of uh, Colorado. Uh, and she'll be joining us on stage on Sunday, November the 16th at Follow the Truth, the Conspiracy Show Summit. And uh, that's at the Regent Theatre. Again, followthetruth.tv, the website, if you want more information, uh, a list of uh, all our, our speakers and uh, their bios. As, uh, as well as uh, information on ordering your passes. And you can call the box office, 905-721-3399. Patty, before the break, uh, we were, let me just uh, get uh, the, um, hang, uh, the uh, Hangout Helper uh, to put up uh, photo A again. And that's the, the uh, I, I want to get back to that in a second, but first, that's the doorway crop circle. Isn't uh, that amazing? It is. It's absolutely spectacular. Uh, and beautiful. I mean, that's something you would you would frame and you would just you put on your wall. I mean, it's a it's a work of art. Um, but let's get back to this discussion about the relationship between the aquifers and these ley lines and the actual mechanics of how these crop circles are formed. Okay. Well, as we look at this particular one, the doorway, <clears throat> it happens in minutes when they are real. And if I'm not there, I can't tell you it's real or not. But when people see the plasma balls of light in the area, then we know most likely that they are real. All right, let's bring up picture B, because that's the ball of plasma light you're talking about. Yeah, now that's an incredible photo. And a lot of the NASA photos, you can see the opening there, which is an inlet uh, where people have seen illumined light beings come in and out of that opening. Have you witnessed that? I didn't see them come in and out, but I did interview the guys that watched it happen, and I interviewed them while they were still in shock. I mean, bright red face, staring at the ground, barely able to communicate, and they had had the experience hours before where they said that they had seen balls of light over East Field and the ball slightly turned, a doorway opened, and they said they watched illumined light beings come out with arms, 
legs and a head. And I was the only one that interviewed them, and they disappeared. Uh, but I happened to have been up on the hill on that night two years earlier with a friend, and we filmed the balls of light very much like they were describing with the open door. And then this Pretty was shocking photo there. Then that was corroborated later, I believe, or earlier. You met a young girl who talked about these light beings. Yes, um, she actually happened to be across the field on Silvery Hill, standing on the top with some people, and they also saw illumined light beings. They didn't see them in the sky coming out of the ball. She said, all of a sudden, the whole base of Silvery Hill was full of these illumined light beings with arms, legs, and a head. And she described them in the same way. The thing that was fascinating, and again, I'm coming in just with the punchline of what was so astounding about these two different groups of people, but um, the woman said to me, without knowing that the other guys had gone on camera, that these light beings all of a sudden put their arms up in the air and started spinning, she said, like those whirling dervishes, and disappeared. Disappeared. And the guy said that when he saw them up in the sky, that he realized that he had had a dream, um, which was right before he had the experience, so it probably wasn't a dream, where he coincidentally or not told me that they put their arms up in the sky, started to spin like those whirling dervishes, and disappeared, which just stunned the heck out of me because they were uh, once from Belgium, these two guys, and the woman was from England, and they didn't know each other, and both of them said the very same thing about how these illumined beings went in and out of our world. That's that's corroboration, I mean, when you have yeah. independent witnesses like that. Uh, really shocking. Okay, so then... Uh, so we've got three things going on here. We've got the aquifers, we've got the ley lines, and now we have these light beings. I mean, tie it all together for me, Patty, because I'm confused. I mean, how do these crop circles happen? Well, again, I, th I think that we have the metaphysical version, and then we have the scientific version. And before I knew about the scientific version, we knew that these balls of light come over a field, they communicate with a band of communication, which I happen to have found between the two uh, balls of light in the Oliver's Castle footage, which is... That's um, photo C, I think. Picture C. Yeah, picture C. If we can bring that up. That's now, the line of coded communication between two balls of light. Yeah, now how I found this was way too astounding for me to have any doubt whatsoever that this is real. The famous footage, which everyone, everyone has seen pretty much, you know, where the balls of light circled the field and laid the field down in seconds, has been um, disputed for years. But a lot of people that are far more famous than myself went public and said, it's fake, go back to sleep. And then people, of course, said that um, there's been so many rumors spread. But when I came home with this footage, I had just had my experience in 2007 where I had contact in a crop circle and things were happening way too quickly for me to even understand what was going on but when I finished my first movie I stuck this footage at the end still thinking that maybe it wasn't real now here I am in Boulder Colorado editing with a guy that I found on Craigslist a great editor we're having a good time finish the movie lock the footage 
And I said, wow, that was easy. We just made a movie. And so we start to walk away, and I turned around, and I said, oh, there's a big blue orb on the monitor. And the kid looks at me, and he says, the monitor's unplugged from the wall, and it was. Oh, Lord. So Are you kidding me? Shocked. Are you kidding me? No, this is real. I have a photo of the blue orb. And so I looked at the kid, and I said, oh, my God, I'm getting goosebumps and chills. I feel like I'm in a crop circle, and here I am in Boulder, Colorado, editing. And the kid looks at me, and he says, you look really weird. And I said, I feel weird. And then I told him, reverse the footage. He said, why? I said, I don't know, just reverse it. So he reversed the Oliver's Castle footage. And then I said, slow it down. He said, how slow? I said, I don't know, 30%. Literally just like that. And we were both totally stunned. I didn't know where that answer came from. But as he reversed the footage and slowed it down 30%, we found that band of communication directly between those two balls of light. Now, that's how I found it. And it wasn't like I was looking or doing the math or did the research, nothing of the kind. It was direct contact that they gave me the math to find this communication between the balls of light. So now I've gone since 2007, what, seven years? Right. Waiting to have scientists or PhD, whatever, People in the audience say to me, you need scientific people to back up that this is real. Well, for me, because of how I found it without looking, I know it's real, but, you know, like you're going to tell people that. So I showed it to the um, partner of famous Dr. Levengood, who is the only scientist that went public in the last 40 years. He's been at it for that long, studying crop circles. And he is actually mentioned in the Guinness Book of World Records because he's so brilliant. He's written nine articles that have been published in the scientific journals, which is a world record. So he's absolutely brilliant, and he's the only one that went public with the fact of crop circles and their data. So he died a year ago, and the woman that worked with him for the last 16 years, I spent 10 days with her. And here's how she described how crop circles are actually made. She said that their scientific theory is that there was a plasma vortex that was operating in the field. A plasma vortex is like a tornado, a whirling tornado of different kinds of energies, maybe seven, eight, nine, even ten different kinds of energies. Those often travel plasma vortexes, Vortices often travel in counter-rotating pairs. And because they have different kinds of energy in them, which include microwave energies, there are ion-electron avalanche, avalanche energies, there are thermogradients, there's convective stability, and there's other areas that are undergoing turbulence. There are also electric fields. This is like All cosmic radiation. All energies have specific and distinct boundary conditions. Okay. And they are interacting with the planet herself. Is this like cosmic radiation? There are radiation? fields, rivers and currents that move across the surface of the Earth, and they are always there, and they're going to interact. Hmm. So what she's saying is that these counter-rotating vortices are coming from the Earth. So initially, ah. which blows my mind, these messages are coming from the Earth herself. 
And because they're counter-rotating and they're spinning really rapidly, the frequencies are pulled in from mass human intelligent consciousness, as well as some ET, she called them otherworldly technologies. So we've got the sky, the earth, and us. And when these frequencies blend together in these counter-rotating vortices that are coming out of the earth with the intention of giving us this information, these balls of light, plasma, are visible to the human eye, and within seconds they lay the crop circle down, the message. Wow, that's hard to wrap my head around. I mean, <laughs> there's so much going on with these things. I had a headache. First time ever when I had to wrap my brain around that literally, and I said, ow, that hurts. Oh, my God. I've been telling a third the story all these years. Who knew? Let's bring up photo D. This is the Dorset crop circle. Isn't that gorgeous? It is beautiful. And I've heard these things described as fractals. Would this be an example of a fractal? Well, a fractal to me is more sacred geometry, more like Fibonacci sequence mathematics. This to me, um, only because of the people I met in it that said they designed it the night before, to me it looks more like a schematic for free energy. Hmm. And I took Sasha Stone from the New Earth Nation into this crop circle, and it was up in Dorset, England. And as we are in the crop circle interviewing Sasha, we look over and there's five women that are in the crop circle with us. And when I finally finished yakking on camera and I said to the ladies, is there anything you'd like to add to the conversation? It turns out they were five women from the QEG, the Quantum Energy Generator Team, Free Energy. Wow. And they said, well, yeah, we'd like to say something. We designed it last night and how great to see it in the field. So let me see if I can summarize. These, this plasma vortex that's swirling around the planet uh, is somehow being shaped by human consciousness, and then that human consciousness is what interpreted by these these uh, these balls of light in the sky, which is another form of consciousness, and they're basically taking that consciousness and this plasma vortex and then creating these incredible crop circles. Is that, if I even approximated what's going on here? I think most of it is coming from the earth now. I think that it's actually messages from the mother who is being damaged by all of what humanity is doing to the planet. And I think that by putting it over aquifers, the purpose is to send those messages into the waters as well to help heal the water. And I believe that when the scientist said um, there are electrical fields, rivers, and currents that move across the surface of the earth, what she's talking about is enhanced frequency zones, which are the ley lines between the sacred sites. Stonehenge, of course, has enhanced electromagnetic fields because of all of the um, powerful stonework that's been there for thousands of years. And the people that have come to celebrate and keep that frequency, those vibrations, really, really high 
And in Stonehenge, we've had a number of crop circles appear. One of them was very noteworthy in uh, 1996, which was the same year as the Oliver's Castle footage when we saw the balls of light lay the crop circle down in seconds. We'll come back here in a moment and we'll look at the Avebury Manor orbit crop circle. Patty Greer is with us, crop circle filmmaker, researcher, coming to follow the truth, the Conspiracy Show Summit, and you're listening to the Conspiracy Show right here. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, Coming up on the program, Dr. Leonard Horowitz uh, will be with us. Uh, He, the author of AIDS and Ebola, Accident, Nature, or Intentional. And obviously, Ebola uh, continues to be a huge story that's uh, not going away anytime soon. So uh, Dr. Len Horowitz will be with us. And uh, our regular monthly visit from paranormal investigator Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Uh, will be here, all upcoming on The Conspiracy Show. Right now, uh, crop circle researcher and prolific crop circle filmmaker Patty Greer is with us. And just a reminder, she'll be coming to uh, Oshawa on Sunday, November the 16th, as part of our uh, Follow the Truth Conspiracy Show Summit. Patty, we um, we have a picture of the uh, the Averbury Castle um, uh, crop circle. We We touched on that earlier. That one seems to be... Far more sort of it's there's eloquence and simplicity, but this one is rather simple compared to let's say for example the Dorset Circle. Right. You know the interesting thing about this particular crop circle and the doorway crop circle, the gorgeous one you started with, was that the farmers were instructed to ruin the crop circle. The farmers were instructed by the superiors, the military, I don't know who. But the doorway was absolutely gorgeous, and it disappeared on day two. The farmer mowed it out, and what we had was an empty circle on the second day. Thank God some of us flew over and took pictures the day it was um, documented and called in. This particular one, although it looks simple, like a couple of orbits around a planet, everybody was saying that... Pluto appeared to be missing, and this was before 2012. This one was in 2010, and the farmer was instructed to destroy the crop circle. So he ran his tractor through three big lines right through the center, and it kind of destroyed the look of it. And what did the circle makers do? They just delivered another huge bunch of little images all around that poor farmer's field, So he had acres more laid down with a lot more intense information, and it was all astronomical. There were different planetary layouts. But the farmer was shown, yeah, mess with us? Well, here you go. There's a lot more. Were you able to get these farmers to go on the record to talk about how they were ordered to destroy these crop circles? No. I did get one farmer to go on camera, and he was adorable. He ends my... uh, Crop Circle Update, the Wake Up Call movie, which won a lot of awards. It won Best Feature Film at the International UFO Congress Convention, which in America is our big event. I've won actually three EB awards there for my films. But interestingly enough, because I'm the filmmaker that's proved that they are being made by balls of light, and I do have photos of those balls of light, 
Uh, my website's been hacked for almost four years. My distributors of choice have actually hidden my movies for almost four years. And it's been a very ruthless industry uh, that has not been fun on those levels at all. So obviously there's somebody or some group that doesn't want this information to get out. I mean, what are they afraid of? What, this seems such such a, an innocuous thing. I mean, it's not like we're talking about with the UFO issue, the, the possibility that they've recovered some sort of technology, free energy or something. These are just beautiful designs in, in fields. What are they afraid of, Patty? Well, you're really minimizing, my friend. Number one, they are exposing a lot of propulsion devices. If you take a lot of the crop circles, I show 60 of them in my presentation and spin them. When you spin a crop circle, all of a sudden you can see propulsion. You can see ship lighting on the spaceships. There's a lot of formulas for advanced technologies that have been shown in crop circles. And if we recall 2009, we had a freak summer of crop circle images that weren't obscure um, sacred geometry or binary codes. They were pictures of birds and pictures of fish and pictures of beetles and ammonites, ancient sea creatures. And what happened six months later, we had the BP oil spill. Killed millions of all those species. Amazing. So okay. these were warnings. All right, we'll take another time out. Patty Greer stays with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Patty Greer stays with us. Uh, I want to put uh, photo G up uh, there to share with those joining us on our uh, Google Hangout. And uh, this one is entitled Blown Nodes. Uh, just explain what's going on in this, in this photo, Patty. Yeah, this is a really interesting piece of evidence here. When we go into a crop circle, when we go digging through the wheat, we're going to notice that all the wheat is broken every three feet if it's made by humans with boards and ropes, or we're going to notice the blown nodes where the liquid inside the stalk of wheat, corn, barley, oats, whatever the field is, that gets hit with these enhanced electromagnetic frequencies is going to heat the inside of this wheat and somehow 10,000 or 100,000 or a million of them side by side know exactly how to lay, at what angle, in what direction. It is the most phenomenal technology, but it blows a bubble, and then the elbow bends. Now, if it were made by humans, like I said, they'd all be broken. So this is what we look for in a crop circle. Now, when Dr. Levengood and his team, this is, I think, one of the most important things that I learned from the scientists. When the doctor and his team went and pulled out wheat from inside a crop circle, obviously they had the blown nodes. And then at the top node, um, the plant had actually shriveled and curled in the leaves because the heat was so immense. And they also found, you're going to love this, iron ore that had melted onto the leaves and did not destroy the plant, did not burn the leaves. Now, iron ore in the air has to be at about 1,200 degrees to be 
floating in the air. So this is one of the biggest miracles that they really weren't able to figure out, that in crop circles there is this huge instant heat. There is these particles of iron ore that does show up on the leaves and these blown nodes that nothing else can create but a microwave. So they tested to see what happened to the wheat inside the crop circle compared to the wheat outside the crop circle. And they found that the seeds that got hit by the crop circle energies actually created up to 400% more food, each seed. Wow. And the seeds also created food that had up to 75% more nutritional value. Now, this is huge. That is huge. And this has been confirmed. I mean, this has been documented in scientific laboratories and so forth. It has. It has. And it's been documented in a scientific journal that there is plasma in crop circles, that there is enhanced electromagnetic fields, and that there's also these different energies. The microwave energy is what blows the node and bends it. The counter-rotating vortices are what's pulling in the frequencies from us, from up there, and coming in from the earth. So it's actually vortices coming out of the earth of spinning energy. And it spins into these plasma balls when it gets together with the other frequencies that it needs to create the message. But I do believe now that the messages are actually coming from the earth. And when we look at what could the earth be complaining about most, look where she's delivering the messages in fields of wheat that are being destroyed by GMOs. I mean, this is a multi-dimensional message. They're really drawing our attention to the food supply that's being destroyed. Is it possible for, uh, has anyone ever tried to do sort of a, a, a mass consciousness experiment where humans gather around and, and focus on an idea and create a crop circle? Yes, many of them. What was the outcome? Um, Bert Janssen spoke in my very first movie, which is called Crop Circle Update. Anybody listening? <laughs> and... Um, that's where I first discovered the communication. And he and a group of people went to a bar, and they drank wine, and they looked at photos from a church. And it was photos that had never appeared in a crop circle, which was a, um, not a Cathar cross, a Maltese cross. Right. And uh, they showed a picture of it in the center of the group, and then they showed another picture of a tile from the church that had five Maltese crosses uh, at an angle. And two days later, that exact tile showed up in a crop circle. Wow. And you can see it in the movie. Uh, amazing. I had an experience with um, remembering where I was taken. And it was a crystal castle that had five specific towers. And it, it, had, it was something that I can remember in a heartbeat because I saw it in an art presentation, and the very next morning, the Crystal Castle was in a crop circle in England, and I knew that it was a confirmation of what had happened the night before. So it's happened to me. And this particular summer, I took over my Canadian T 
TV producer and a cameraman, and on the flight I said, let's set an intention to create a crop circle. The three of us connected by lines. And the very first day we were there, we had three circles connected by lines. Remarkable, remarkable. So it really is um, a matter of plasma. Everything is plasma. We are plasma, trees are plasma, energy is plasma. And so when we communicate, plasma communicates, consciousness communicates. What we're doing is we're setting it up so that our plasma communicates with the plasma out there. And a lot of people are, yes, able to create crop circles with intention. You mentioned these plasma vortexes. Is that the explanation for all of the equipment failure that often happens inside these crop circles? I think the equipment failure might be the level of high frequencies. You know, when we have these bizarre frequencies uh, that she mentions, the ion-electron avalanche energies, thermogradients, convective stability, undergoing turbulence, you know, all these things that are swirling energy is probably what's taking down the gear. I just want to jump over to photo J, which is, as you say, your favorite crop circle center. Tell me a little bit about this photograph. Well, like I said in the beginning of the show, there were about 65 circles in this formation, and this was in um, Avebury Truslow, probably the most profound crop circle I've ever seen because each center was this ornate. And when you realize they're done in the dark, they can't do this with boards and ropes, something like this center. And each center in this crop circle was just stellar. What happens to the crop circle the following year in terms of, I mean, you talked about the increased nutritional value, the the increased yield. Does that continue on the next growing season as well? I believe it does, yes. And the farmers, you know, they mow their fields every August, so even if it's a great crop circle, it gets mowed away. But I want to tell you the most important thing about Dr. Levengood and his team. They realized that what happens inside a crop circle is so important for our food supply that they spent the last 10 years trying to re-engineer, to reverse the technology of these vortices of humanity, the earth and the sky beings to send us these messages and to do such a powerful job that it would actually enhance the food supply. And what they realized is that if you learn to manipulate plasma, you can do miracles. So they took the technology from within the crop circles. They worked on getting those exact frequencies scientifically and they came up with how they could actually recreate it and so they started doing these exercises on seeds and they found that and we're still working on it now because now I'm in the group where we are bringing these technologies forward because we realized that needless to say Monsanto's done quite a job on the food supply we're going to need technologies like this to bring it back so with their test in the lab and tests in the farm fields, they found that with this machine that they created, that we're going to be able to do this mechanism over the seeds 
and then these seeds actually are creating between 30 to 400 percent more food with up to 75 percent more nutrition and the 400 percent happen to be the fields of biofuel ah, biofuel interesting Interesting. I mean, excuse the pun, but this you, this has all come full circle. I mean, uh, you know, you you started out thinking the crop circles, like many of us, were somehow associated or connected with UFOs, uh, and and so now you've, with the help of others, other researchers, solved the riddle of what these things, how they're formed, what they are, uh, and how we can use them. Uh, to our to our benefit. So what's left, Patty? What's left to know about crop circles? What do you need to know? Well, what we need to do is get them out to the people. You know, with my movies hidden, uh, we've got a lot less information out to the public. So I'm doing everything I can to get my movies out to the world. I want your viewers to go look at my website, which is pattygreer.com. And if you can't order movies or stream them, just write me on the Contact Us. Or um, you can find me anywhere. I'm all over the Internet. But the level of hacking I've tolerated, Richard, has been pretty astounding. And whoever's doing this, they got to be paid pretty well to be this relentless. Uh, at Christmas last year, my Crop Circle movie was played on PBS all month long for their funding drive. And the hacker actually went into my website, created a shadow site. So anybody going to my website would be taken to theirs. And instead of being able to view the movies after they paid for it, the hacker put up a special message as the gift. And the message was, telling the truth in times of universal deceit is a revolutionary act. And it was a quote from George Orwell that all of my customers got as their not Christmas gift. So, you know, when you ask what would we say to the military, what would we say to the hackers, what I want to say is come join us. My God, it's so much more fun knowing the truth and working with it because I know you've got kids, Richard, and I know I've got kids. And the planet that we're leaving them, if we don't fix things right away, we're in trouble. We're in dire shape. And crop circles are not at all just pretty pictures in the field. They are messages coming out of the earth. The mother is pleading with us to wake up. The ETs are pleading with us to wake up and the humans on this planet that are highly conscious and aware and care about saving the planet are a part of this three-way communication that's been coming to earth to earthlings for hundreds of years crop circles have been documented and they're not just messages they are urgent messages warnings uh... technologies images to ease our pain and to bring us into a new paradigm. I think that people really need to be looking at these images and we all believe that just looking at the image of a crop circle, you will get the information. You don't even have to know a lot. You just need to take the time, open your mind, open your heart and look at a lot of these images because the information is there, your perception is up to you. Patty, I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to seeing you again Sunday, November the 16th uh, in Oshawa at the Region Theatre and uh, follow the Truth the Conspiracy Show Summit. Thank you. Really looking forward to it. Thank you, Richard. 
pattygreer.com. My thanks to Albert Vinzel, story producer, Tim Spreen, my technical producer, and of course, a big, big thank you for our Google Hangout goes to the hangouthelper.com. Back next week, Dr. Len Horowitz, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, hope you'll be along for the ride. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Good night.